have a let's have a, a theme song well, off. Just yeah, just you guys can both do it. No, I'm, we'll see who's better. <laughs> I'm. I told you I'm better. All right, well then, intro. <laughs> I missed it. I'd have Sean. I'd have you go now, but that fucking theme song is long. As far as waiting for that, it's nice, but Aww. I gotta give it a try. I love it. Oh, that's the ending one. God you're trying to damn hit? it! <laughs> <laughs> give it. Go for it. Welcome to literally, literary. I stumbled. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, whatever. Yeah, hold on, that's my shot. Hold on, shit. And welcome to Literally Literary. Yeah, he can say words. How's it going, guys? <laughs> I have, Wonderful. I yourself? have my staff. I'm, uh, you know, I'm good. I'm Wait, good. who are you? Sean O'Brien. Oh, yeah. I'm Sean Faw. Hey, guys. I'm Joy Bonnier. I'm going to move this little thing here. Yeah, yeah. Out you of do the what way you do. So I can put the shit. So I've got some books, as always. Um, ironically, by the way, I took your Oedipus the King last time, oh. which was really funny. And I had a, like a little bit of a moral conundrum <laughs> because it occurred to me how little you like books and how much I love them. Mm. And I was like, I feel like this is going to be happy on my bookshelf, but I hate when people <laughs> steal my books. And I had this weird moment where I was like, I feel like Sean would almost appreciate me taking a book off of his hand. I, I would and certainly was, <laughs> not miss that book. Sir. I, well, he wouldn't miss it. But I was like, I didn't know. But however, then there's the whole philosophical question of ownership and all that shit. And I was like, I really had a lot of fun. Wrong show. No, no one can own a book. I know. It's still, it's the same. I had a lot of fun trying to figure out whether or not I should bring this back to you. I knew I was going to tell you about it and have this conversation. But just tell me. So, okay. So how would you have felt? How do you feel about the situation? Just answer me that. I don't think he cares. Yeah, I would have been fine with you never telling me. <laughs> would you have noticed it was gone? That specific book, definitely not. There are a couple I probably would have noticed, but uh, that one, definitely not. <coughs> what are the ones you would notice? <laughs> um, Fuck, you, this is bad. Yeah, Weird, you, Weird Al Yankovic's biography. Oh, if I had that, <laughs> do yeah. Do you really have that? No, I oh. don't. Um, if you had taken my uh, my Doug Adams uh, heartbound oh, yeah, sure. uh, Hitchhiker's Guide, I would have noticed. You have such a hard um, for that book. I do. Um, uh, it's funny. <laughs> and uh, that in, I don't know, my D&D books, I probably would have noticed. I don't know if you I would have You do not cared. have D&D. You have Dungeons. Mm. You played Dungeons and Dragons? Yeah. Man. We've never talked about this. Really? I'm so fucking excited right Dude, now. Dude, it's like a whole shelf oh, over yeah. there. You've Dude. never looked at that? No. <laughs> it's eye level. Where? Is it? Where? <laughs> it's the most prominent books. I can't see it. The big red one in the middle that says fantasy under it. No, I but... can't see it. It's okay. <laughs> wow, I'm so psyched. For should... to play? Well, yeah. We should play Dungeons and Dragons at some point. Okay. He's we, into it. Are you not? Apparently, you're not in Dungeons and Dragons. That's one step of nerd that I have never gone through. Um, is it a step or is it just kind of like an avenue? Yeah, it's just. You know what? I, I shouldn't be such a snob. I'd do it. I'll <laughs> try it. It's an admission of nerdum. But yeah, it it's just like jumping deep in the deep end. Just yeah. like I am a nerd. Let us wash over. For sure. Oh, yeah. It's like your sure. freak, freak flag fly. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. I like escapism. I like yeah. kind of losing myself. I do too. I probably would enjoy it. I assume so. So maybe we can try it later. All right. Word on. That means someone has to or be a dungeon master, which That's probably you. means O'Brien. I have to be a dungeon master? You're, you're the one that reads and yeah, like, you're the narrator. knows rules. And, oh, fuck. Yeah. Okay. I guess that makes sense. We do it for this show for sure. All right. So I have some books for us. All right. So um, now I have a sixth show coming. Great. Uh, no. We'll, we'll find one of the shows we have. Um, I still have Oedipus, obviously. I also brought Plato, the complete works. Oh, Early delicious. American writing. Um, I also brought. Wait, what was early American? So just randomly early American. I haven't looked through it, um, huh. but oh no, those are like, two separate books. Is this like Thomas Paine, or is this like Locke, or? I'd probably yes, and yes, it's probably all. I'd imagine. Yeah. Um, contents we have. Oh, a lot of shit actually, starting all the way like just the newly created world, Winnebago, Cherokee, Bering Strait, Eskimo, Hopi, like old Native American mythology. Oh shit! Then we have uh, prefigurations, the literature of imagination and discovery. So we have Anonymous, the saga of Eric the Red, hmm. circa 1000. Right, cool. Christopher Columbus, Amerigo Vespucci, Thomas More, blah, 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 all the way through. And then we have the literature of settlement and colonization from John Smith, John Winthrop, Bradford, Morton, Hooker, um, all, and then blah, 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 blah. TJ Hooker? Down to, yeah. yeah. Shats. Uh, 
all the way. Lee Bird, et cetera, keeps going, keeps going. Native American literature on colonial period. That's kind <laughs> of interesting. Um, literature of early republic. So we have George Washington, Thomas Jefferson. I know John it sounds Adams. horrible to say, but like, I until right now, I never even thought about the idea of Native American literature. Yeah, I guess that's an interesting thing. I mean, why? Well, some why cultures is that? are not necessarily writing their history down. Sometimes it, they're oral history. Well, yeah, exactly. And uh, you know, I don't recall ever the topic being broached in school. Um, you know, you talk ancillarily about Native Americans, sure. but. Uh, you know, in their folklore, but like you never talked about it in the context of a book, I guess. Well, they didn't have a printing press. I mean, that's true. We, we barely had a printing press. I that's mean, true. We did not have a printing press. <laughs> I mean, we didn't have it until what? I don't know, 17 something? Yeah. I guess largely nomadic societies wouldn't have scribes as much or like temples. Well, they had temples and shit. No, they do. They have some like scribes, but that's rare. You yeah, know? yeah. And even in Western civilization, it's rare. That's true. So I have, I also had, so Plato, I also brought Aristotle, a new Aristotle reader, basically mm. complete works. Oh, um, shit. Pride and Prejudice by Jane Austen. And uh, Zombies. <laughs> uh, Charles Dickens, Great Expectations. Uh, it was all right. F. Scott Fitzgerald, The Great Gatsby. Um, I won't make the same joke. You should. I was, gonna, I was waiting for that. <laughs> <laughs> I brought these three last time, They're I think, as well. Um, and then I have two different translations of, uh, well, Inferno, but I have the entire Divine Comedy. Um, Dante. Of Dante. Mm. So, anything jumping out? Do you guys have any questions on anything? You want me to just jump into any of them, or is there something you want me to read? I was reading Metaphysics earlier, the Aristotle one. That Honestly, I'm still intrigued by this idea of Native American literature. Yeah? Yeah, let's go for it, I guess. Okay. I'm glad I, well, I, I gotta, I gotta put the fucking one I really want to read first on top next time. Damn. But I guess it's true. <laughs> Not that I don't want to read it. Um, I actually have no idea myself. This will be kind of fun. Um, introduction, American is it, Literature is So it's mythology? Like, I don't know. Let's find out. Um, okay. I'll read some of the ones we have. You want to go like dead the, early, like the, the earliest yeah, things we have? Yeah, let's do it. Winnebago, let's the newly a, created world. A survey. A survey? A, uh, you know, a survey class or whatever, like, you know. Oh, right, right, right. Jump around. Um, jump, so jump, jump around. So it's the introduction. There's prefigurations, Native American mythology. There's Winnebago and the newly created world. Wait. The chair, what? Other than an RV, what does Winnebago mean? It's a tribe. It's a tribe. Oh, it's a type of... Okay, yeah. gotcha. Yeah, Winnebago, the newly created world. I have Cherokee, how the world was made. Bering Strait Eskimo, Raven creation myth. That's cool. And then Hopi, or Hopi? I always call Hopi. her Hopi. Hopi. Yeah. So I thought. Uh, how the Spaniards came to Shung Op Opovi, how they built a mission, and how the Hopi destroyed the mission. Hmm. Spoiler. Iroquois, Iroquois, uh, uh, or Confederacy of the Five Nations. So, um... You want to just go for the first one, Winnebago? Um, I, I, let me get in a little Iroquois. I don't think that was the first one. But, let's let's uh, go to Iroquois. That, they're really important in, in American history. I mean, they're all important, but Iroquois got some a lot early conflicts with co colonials. They're, I think well, they're, they're upstate New York and uh, Pennsylvania. There's a little bit of an right intro there. on it, Native American myths. Really? Um, I'm going to read this first just for argument's sake. <clears throat> the difficulty with reading Native American myths is not that they are Native American, but that they are myths. Like other narratives regarded by the people who tell and retell these tales to themselves in order to understand the meaning of their world and their place in it, they are constructed less to entertain or even inform the mind than to indicate in what directions and about what subjects and with what seriousness it should think. Myths, therefore, tend to dispense with the logic of stimulus and response, with the grammar of motive and consecrate... Uh, and concentrate instead on the larger, larger hierarchies of possibility that structure a given life form, life world. The, Sounds decent. Yeah, this way of viewing narrative talk, blah, blah, blah. Okay, that's fine. It'll be interesting. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, no, this is fun. So th th we'll do the Winnebago one first. Aye. Um, <clears throat> it's actually a poem. This newly created world. Pleasant it looked, this newly created world. Along the entire length and breadth of the earth, our grandmother extended the green reflection of her covering, and the escaping odors were pleasant to inhale. Okay. That was the whole thing? That's it. Mokin. Oh, is there a uh, credit or... Um... Winnebago. That's it. Literally just that and another page. Gotcha. Is, uh, okay. So we have no idea when that was written, if that was written by or about... Um, well, it, I mean, because at the very beginning, it seems to probably be the, the, the oldest date, you know what I mean? Hmm. But that's, that might be a stretch. That, yeah, that seems poetic for a translation. What do you mean poetic for a translation? Like, if it was... Well, it's definitely a, translated. No question, it's translated. Really? Fuck yeah. Oh, it's yeah. not. Okay. Yeah, no way is it. They're not writing in English. Yeah. 
Although they do um, speak English. This well, that, well, that's what I'm asking. Like, right, but Originally, like, with this specific it. passage, was this like, you know, written 10 years ago and just put on the front of this book about Winnebago, and then we're going into Winnebago. Joey, look up uh, this newly created world, Winnebago, and we'll find out. Um, my, my guess is no. My guess is right that it's, it's, it's... has the feel of early writing? Oh, 100%. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, it's definitely... It's a, it's a mythology piece. You know what I mean? It's literally about the world itself. I guess maybe not. Maybe it might. So pleasant it looked, this newly created world. Along the entire length and breadth of the earth, our grandmother extended the green reflection of her uh, of her covering, and the escaping odors were pleasant to inhale. So, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Any any luck, Joey? I'm, I'm not getting a lot of analysis from it. I'm just getting some, like, ref, you know, references for the poem. Any mm. date or anything? Um... Like some history behind it? Well, it no, wasn't I'm sorry. Wall, not really right? getting anything yet. Okay. Then I'm just a quick Google search here. Right. Um, I can go to the Iroquois one or I can go a little bit later. Let's try Iroquois. Sounds good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what a podcast full of Foley. Yeah, I, I threw it at him while he had the coffee cup in his mouth. I was, yeah, I was just, <laughs> I knew it was happening. I can't, I, you know. I, there's no time for me to fucking drink coffee on this this show. There's no time for backup. There's no time for backup. There's always time for backup. <laughs> Iroquois. <clears throat> uh, Iroquois, or Confederacy of the Five Nations. By the tradition of the Five Nations, it appears that in their early history, they were frequently engaged in petty wars one with another, as well also with tribes living north of the lakes. The five nations, on account of their small numbers, suffered more by these wars than their neighbors, until there sprang up among the Anagandas, a man more formidable in, in war than a goddammit, more, more formidable in war than a whole tribe or nation. He consequently became the terror of all the surrounding nations, especially of the Cayugas and the Senecas. This man, so formidable, and whose cabin was an impregnable as his tower, uh, is said to have had a head of hair that ends of each terminating in, the, in a living snake, the ends of his fingers and toes and ears and nose and lips, eyes, eyebrows and eyelashes, all terminated in living snakes. He required in war no bow or arrow, no battle axe or war club, for he had to put, for he had but to look upon, for he had but to look upon his enemies and they fell dead. So great was the power of the snakes that enshrouded him. He was a warrior by birth and by his great Native power. Native American Medusa? I guess, yeah. And by his great power, he had become the military despot of all the surrounding nations. And when he marched against his enemies, they fled before his fatal sight. Among the Onagandas, there lived a man renowned for his wisdom. By the way, this first part reminds me of, uh, I guess it's like every fucking hero myth. I was going to suggest mm-hmm. like Kukulin. Is there here Kukulin? Not a clue. He's, with, you know, a great Irish This is warrior. a writer? Oh. No, no, he was a, he was a mythological figure. Oh, gotcha. Um. <clears throat> Like I a, guess every every sort of like history has their has their big, or you know every not history but like you know every legend uh, of a particular culture always has their like their big fucking guy. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, and it was Beowulf earlier. I was thinking for, about Beowulf yeah, for that one. Cuchulain is Irish folklore. Um, you know, Hercules. Jeebus. Go back. Jeebus. What's Jeebus? Jews, Jesus. But oh, the Jesus. Do Jews have a good, like Jews don't have any fighters? Jesus. Yeah. I was I, I I feel like making an anti-Semitic joke. No, that's I, not true. <laughs> there are there de- we have we have like Joshua and David. David's a badass. How about fucking yeah. Yahweh, yo? Well, he's I mean, he's, he's the ultimate killer. There you go. There's your boy. Not my boy. <laughs> my. Yeah. Among the Anagandas, there lived a man renowned for his wisdom and his great love of peace. For a long time, he had watched with great anxiety the increasing power of this military despot. I feel like I'm saying that right. Yeah, despot. despot. Yeah. Either yeah. way, I know. I just like who, on account of his sna- who, on account of his snarky, had. Uh, oh, speaking of snark, habiliments, habiliments, habiliments. I don't know what that word means. H a b i l a m e n t s, habiliments, habiliments, snarky uh, habiliments. Um, habits like. Yeah, it's kind of what I'm thinking. Like personal, like you know, persona. I guess. Yeah. Uh, um, was eccentric. Yeah. All right. Here about, we go. Hold on. Yeah. 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 Uh, clothing. Oh, oh, that makes more sense. What you what you're living in, what you live, bitch. Oh, your your habitants. What you yeah, live yeah. in, um, the, the lesser sense. Habiliments yeah. was known by the applicable name, 
Oh, fuck. I knew this was going to happen the second we had to like read Native American. There's going to be these long fucking Something crazy you've never read before. And it's like I'm reading. Yeah, not only that, but like ridiculous, like trying to read fucking Finnegan's Wake. Oh, dude, I'm dyslexic. Like, you're doing great. <laughs> we, do not get, we do not get the Finnegan's Wake reference. No, not, not at all. I'll bring that one day too. It's yeah. in my car currently and it always will be. Is until that the I bring uh, it in here. prequel to Four Weddings and a Funeral? Yes. Are you, do you have like a bookmobile that you drive around? <laughs> That's so funny. I wish I did actually. Um, no, I just have Hamlet and Ulysses. I've always had Ulysses in my car, but then I have like Ham, a copy of Hamlet and then a Finnegan's copy of Wake as well. Mm. Are your copies of Ulysses different? No. Well, oh. some are, but no. no. Are there like different translations? Is there no, like it's a preferred English. It's trans- the same. No. Oh, wait. Yeah. I keep thinking yeah, yeah, fucking, yeah. yeah. Nope. What's the Greek one? The Greek one? The yeah. Iliad. Oh, okay. Or the Odyssey is the one that, Same. yeah. Okay. Exactly. Right um, which I was going to bring those actually too, and that'll be one of the ones I'll bring. Like I have a whole bit, I have several different translations of the Iliad mm-hmm. and the Odyssey. And we'll which one's your brother? Is that the Odyssey? That is the Odyssey. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, okay. Anyway, so um, was known by the applicable name, Tadodaha, Tadodaho, or Atotaho. Totoho. Atotaho. Atotoho. Is it Atotoho? See, the Totoho. Signifying Maybe the dog from Wizard of Oz is just really slutting it up. Signifying tangled because the snakes <laughs> seem to have tangled themselves into his hair. He saw bands of noble warriors fall before his fatal look. He revolved in mind by what meant by what means he could take from the Todaho uh Tododaho. The Todoho. <laughs> the Tododaho. His power and also to, to divest him with his with his snaky appendages. Wait, why does he want to get rid of his snakes? Oh, so it was snaky. She's such a hoe. Too. I don't know why I said snarky before. Uh, what? And also divest him from the snaky appendages. Hmm. Um, he well knew that he could not wrest his power from him unless he could put his hands into some means by which he could still exercise power and influence. He therefore concluded to call a general council of the five nations and to invite to this council the Todaho. No, Tadodaho. Tadodaho, at which fucking word, <laughs> at which council he proposed to lay before the wise men of a wise men a plan of union that would secure not only the amity and peace among themselves and a perpetual existence as a as a confederacy, but they <clears throat> but they would render themselves formidable and superior in power to any nation of the continent. He accordingly called a council to be held upon the east bank of the Onondaga. Onondaga. Lake. Onondaga. God damn it, I knew that. Damn. Onondaga Lake. What? I'm just helping. It's in Pennsylvania. Uh, okay. Oh, uh, it's a, okay. Gotcha. We, yeah. That also, never mind. Go I, ahead. Yeah. I thought Say you it. just happened to be like reading along. I have, a, with... I have a lot of random experience with Native American tribes because at summer camp, we would always choose a tribe at the end of the. I don't want to get into it. it might, it's a really nerdy summer camp thing. We used to do something called Frontier Week okay. where we would all divide our entire yeah, camp into sense. five Native American tribes mm-hmm. and go off into our own little campsites. Do you still remember the five nations? We would choose different ones every year. But no, I'm I, saying, I, Do you remember what they all are? Of Iroquois? Yeah. Uh, Mohawk? Mm-hmm. Cayuga? Yeah. I guess Anandaga is one. Yeah. Um, I, I can't do it Seneca. Seneca, okay. And maybe an O one? There's one more C, I think. Oh, suck now. Sure. Kaya- no, no Kaya- it's not Cuyahoga. Maybe hmm. it is. Cuyahoga. Tuscarora? I don't know if that's right. I don't know that East Coast shit. <laughs> I was on Cayuga. That was one of my teams. He accordingly called a council to be held upon the east bank of the Onondaga Lake, and to this council, the Tadodaha was invited, who, it is said, lived near the shores of, the Lake, of Lake Ontario, a short distance from the Irondequoit Bay. He accepted the invitation and proceeded to the place. He occupied the council, council grounds alone, for no one would approach him approach near to him, although great numbers had come to attend. The projector of the alliance alone proceeded to the grounds and into the presence of the Tadodaha. He proceeded to divulge his plan when he was informed that his daughter had died, whom he left at home, left at home sick. He drew his robe about him, covering himself completely. He mourned for her. His style of mourning was afterwards adopted by the Confederacy and the custom to mourn for the Satch for the Sackhams, just before another was to be installed in his place. He mourned night and day, and in his mourning, which he did in a king in a kind of song, he repeated the world the whole plan of union. And when he pretend and when he when he prehend his meaning and objects. Sorry, where am I? Oh, 
And when he had finished, no one of the wise men seemed to understand or comprehend his meaning and objects. Did you say prehend without com in the <laughs> in front of it? I didn't. Yeah. He, I, well, I skipped, the, the, word, I skipped the line. Yeah. I just oh. skipped the whole line the first time. I was yeah. like, can someone prehend something? The text is small. <laughs> <laughs> that, I, I still can't figure out how to Stupid fucking read hyphens. with this microphone in front of me either. It's so annoying and hard. <laughs> you guys this should watch this. Better. It's a very visual joke right now, but it's very funny. Describe what's happening, man. <laughs> um, Sean is adjusting the mic for Sean. This is not working at all. Really? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Okay. I mean, it's back. fine for me, but can you hear me? It's okay? a good angle. It's 45 yeah, degrees fine. above his chest I think I right now. Oh, that was okay. Now it's yeah. not oh, I level. fucked it up. No, for sound up. quality, I can make that work. Whatever. Putting the mic right in front of his face. Now I can't oh. see the fucking book again. He's awkwardly getting excited. You do what you do. Sorry, man. I'll figure it out again. It's All fine. Right. I'm Very sweaty Irish guy trying to fiddle with his book. <laughs> <laughs> fucking shit. It's funny. I look like a fucking idiot right now. Great I think I was no different before. than normal. And now I don't even know where I am in the book. <laughs> I just oh, there's this long up. rejecting this ridiculous fucking word I had to do. Mm. Uh, blah, 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 he mourned night and day, et cetera. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. Um, to comprehend his meaning, it rejects. Um, Dagandoe, the projector of the plan of alliance, being provoked at their dullness of comprehension, which resulted more from the ignorance of civil matters than dullness of comprehension, arose in the night and traveled towards the east. He had not traveled far when he struck a small lake, and anyone to go around it sooner than to cross in a canoe. And anyone could go around it sooner than cross in a canoe. Yet he chose to make a canoe of bark and go across it. It seemed that he did not wish to deviate from the straight line. While he was crossing the lake, his canoe ran upon what he supposed to be a sandbar, he put his paddle down into the water to ascertain the cause of stopping the boat. In taking out his paddle, he found the qual uh, a quantity of small shells. He took pains out. He took pains to put. He should have marked Twain. He took. <laughs> he took. He took pains to put a sufficient quantity in his canoe. And after he go and after going ashore, he made a pouch of a young deer of young of a young deer skin, and put these shells into it. After having first made a number of belts and put the rest into strings of equal length. To this, he gave the name the name of wampum. And the belt, so that's where a wampum comes from. Um, Wait, from a wampa from Star Wars? No, money, douche. Oh. And the belts and strings he made, <laughs> and the belts and strings he had made of shells, he converted into the records of his, of his wise sayings and the entire plan of his project of alliance. He then proceeded on his journey, and he had not traveled far. How long is this fucking thing? <laughs> I said um, we skipped to something else. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm good. Uh, basically, as far as I can, as far as I can tell. Uh, so the Mohawk come after him. Um, they invited him to et cetera, and the wampum belts, and then they fucking, the grand chief of the Mohawks, and again, he called another council, like, you know what, blah, blah, blah. So then they're trying to do the alliance. They continue, but then he lived in the original chief for a long time, so they elected him chief. Uh, they're going to propose this few sad runners to the council to inform that they had found a wise man in Dagandoga Nation. They conceived a plan to request upon him, blah, 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 it's fine, so it was Hatchins, and then eventually the union was to be established a family of organizations, the Mohawks, Onondagas, and Senecas, to compose of the fathers and the Cayugas and the Oneidas. There was another O, the mm. children. The plan was adopted. And thus is how the five nations of the Iroquois began. Mm. Uh, skip to something else. Here's another to you. Or you want more? I mean, we're this early American writing. Should we stick with this? You guys want to hear something else? Um, I'm into whatever. Um, let's move on. Let's move a little bit further into history. Okay, I mean, um, I'm saying, but sticking yeah, let's with stick the same with early book. American literature okay. or early American. I say, writings. yeah, go go like three quarters of the way into the book, and let's just see what we get. Um, oh, let's uh, actually, I was gonna say, let's bounce up to uh, what was it, uh, Native Americans in colonial times, keeping oh. with the theme. Oh, well, that's what we were kind of doing. Weren't they in colonial times? Not no, they no, were just forming the pre, nations. Yeah, that's the that's the, the no, that's pre. The, uh, yeah, that's thing. like thousand BC or not BC, but thousand AD ish, I think. Before that, actually. Oh, I believe. so maybe it was thousand BC. Yeah, they've been around that. here for fucking ever. I think the first one, the so the the first dated one I had actually was thousand thousand. That's that's the what next I you said. Yeah, yeah. Um, we have Native American literature in colonial period, but I think before that, there's something else as well, which I'm going to try to find. Um, without hitting the fucking mic, like I'm a professional. <laughs> the fucking mic. The fucking the mic. Cast mic. The forecast. The fucking forecast. No mic. respect. Um, I'm trying to look for it. William Shakespeare from the Tempest. Why the fuck would that be here? That's weird. Early American. Because you scribbled it in there. Yeah. <laughs> that's my favorite. <laughs> Shakespeare belongs everywhere. I'm really curious as to why that's here. <laughs> what was the t quote you gave us from the Tempest? Uh, I don't think I quoted The Tempest. Oh, no, it was The Twelfth Night. Oh, yeah, Twelfth Night. The music so, one, if, is that what it was? Yeah, music be the food of love, play on. Hmm. The Tempest, um, oh, God, let me think. Um, what's a good Tempest quote? Tempest, I love The Tempest, man. By, by the way, one the of my one you probably, oh, uh, Full Fathom Five, or Full Fathom Five, Thy Father Lies. 
That's that's from oh. the Tempest. The Then Play On is one of my favorite albums of all time. It's it's by Fleetwood Mac, but it's one of the early Wait. Fleetwood Mac albums. Oh, that's cool. But I'm does, curious if it's referencing that. Does that mean the dude's no. thirty feet? Well, deep? It probably is. Uh, yes, that's exactly what it means. Why thirty feet? Because he's in in the in the sea. Oh, okay. Yeah. Dig. Yeah, it is from that. The title is taken from the twelfth. That exact quote. Yeah. Yeah, I would imagine so. Except they misquoted it, apparently. They did. They... So why the fuck did they... Why is Shakespeare in here? I'm trying to find this real quick. 79. Uh, William Shakespeare, like so many Englishmen in the 16th century, was fascinated by the new world symbolic... Is, oh, that's why, of course, because The Tempest is all about that, of course. Um, Wait, so, what? <clears throat> Fill me in there. Uh, well, I'll just keep reading. Um, William Shakespeare, like so many Englishmen in the 16th century, was fascinated by the new world symbolic... Uh, as well as material importance, sharing with many of his contemporaries a utopian perception of America as a site of uh, Arcadian enchantment and possible spiritual re regeneration. He also possessed a darker vision of this unknown, primitive, and vulnerable land, sometimes called Shakespeare's, quote, American fable, end quote, because it depicts the American wilderness as a pastoral landscape or Was garden that five with, goes west? With, with Edenic proportions. Uh, the Tempest also contains glimpses of another— What does Edenic mean? Uh, Eden. Like Eden. Oh. Uh, the Tempest also contains glimpse of another America, later brought into clearer view by Jonathan Edwards, Herman Melville, Emily Dickinson, and others. Which seems, So that basically is why The Tempest is is sort of American-inspired. Hmm. Um, and actually, we'll, we'll keep um, in, the th in the slave realm, we'll go, or not slave realm, the, um, the, native, the native realm, we'll go with Caliban. They were slaves, too. Yeah. You know, I know. Um, Don't so, be racist. <laughs> um... <laughs> So here's something from, well, I'll just read a couple. We'll do Prospero first. Uh, here's Prospero from The Tempest. This blue-eyed hag was hither brought with child, and here was left by the sailors. Thou, my slave, as thou reportest thyself, was then her servants. And for thou was a spirit too delicate to act her earthy abhorred commands, refusing her grand hests. She did confine thee by help of the most potent, potent ministers, and in her most un unmitigable rage into a cloven into a cloven pine within which rift imprisoned thou didst painfully remain a dozen years within which space she died and left thee there where thou didst vent thy groans as fast as millweeds strike then this was the island save for the sun that she did litter here a freckled whelp hagborn not honored with a human shape um, if I had to guess, this is referring to either Caliban or Ariel. I think it's Caliban. It's referring to about. It's referring to Caliban. I don't know what any of that means. Um, Caliban was sort of the native creature to the island in this magical world mm. that the Tempest take on which the Tempest takes place. I see. Okay. Um, so here's Caliban. This island mine by Sacarax, my mother, which thou takest me takest from me. When thou camest first, thou strokest me and made much of me. With, wouldst give me water with berries in it and teach me how to name the bigger light and how the less that burn by day and night. And then I loved thee and showed thee all the qualities of the isle, the fresh springs, brine pits, barren place, and fertile. Cursed be thy that did so. All the charms by Sakarax, toads, beetles, bats, lights on you. For I am all the subjects that you have, which first was my own, mine own king. And here you sty on me, sty me in this hard rock. Why, oh, God damn it. <laughs> Sorry. Cafe? And here you sty me in this hard rock, whilst you do keep from me the keep of the island. The rest of the island, you fucker. Anyway, that's Caliban. So he was like partying with Motley Crue's guitar and shit. <laughs> um, we'll go one more Caliban. Be not afeard. The isle is full of noises. Sounds. Wait, afeard is an actual word? Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, sounds and sweet Good airs. Then. Yeah. I always that, said it ironically. Just... That give delight and hurt not. Sometimes a thousand twangling instruments will hum about mine ears, and sometimes voices that, if I then had waked after long sleep, will make me sleep again. And then, in dreaming, the clouds, methought, would open and show riches ready to drop upon me that, when I waked, I cried to dream again. Finally, we'll do Miranda. The oh, rights one. to sleep, <laughs> perchance to dream. Very nice. What's that from? Romeo and Juliet? No. Don't look at me, man. I don't know. Shit. What's it from? Hamlet. Really? Mm hmm 
No more. That's the, that's the to be or not to be speech oh, that's that you from, hate so much. That's because that's from Billy Madison, too. He does it in <laughs> Billy Madison. Here's Miranda. Oh, L- wonder. Lin-Manuel? He did this? God, oh, he's wonder. so talented. He deserves a Tony. Another one. <laughs> How many goodly creatures are there here? How beauteous mankind is. Oh, brave new world. That has such people in it. There's Miranda for you. Hmm. All right. So that's a little Shakespeare. I had to. I saw Shakespeare in my fucking, you know, my little foolish poet heart just jumped to it. Let's find more Native American stuff. <laughs> um, that was good, though. You definitely have a flair for the Shakespeare. You can tell in your reading. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, can you give me a little quick sure. rundown of iambic penta- pentameter? Am I saying that right? Well, so what's the deal with it? So when it, <laughs> what's the deal? What's the deal? With <laughs> so so what that's referring to is the meter and the rhyme, um, or no, I'm sorry, just the meter, the meter itself. Okay, so okay. Um, the, the rhythm of the exactly. So there's if we were to break night. down poetry itself, um, there are there are five different ways that you can structure the 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 sing songiness of it, right? So when I am, it would be something that's um, unstressed then stressed. So it literally sounds like that. I am. Right? I see. I am. It um, can't be. To be I am. Or not to be. That is the question. Oh, right? I always took this too because, like, the word banished in like in Shakespeare, we banished. Use this, banished. Right. Exactly. Sometimes <laughs> so that was it's so there. Funny. Sometimes it's there. Hmm. Yeah. So it's to keep with the poetry. Stress the end of it. Right? right. Now, so that's that's what an I am is. Okay. Um, the pentameter is literally pence, meaning five, and then meter. So it's five five I am's per meter. So again, um, to be one or not to. Sorry, fuck. It's going to be hard to say. You just count it out as I say it, okay? So to be or not. Well, no, no. Just to be or not to be. That <laughs> is the question. Huh. Five. Do you see? Yeah. Da, 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 one. one and two and three, three and, and four, four and, and five. five. There. That's the way to do so it. So this is exactly like time signature in music. Uh, yes. Precisely. Which is, that's really interesting. I didn't realize that. Which is beats per measure. This right. is the top number. Like, yep. like, for instance, a waltz is three beats per measure. And then the bottom number is the type of note. Right. And if it's a three four like a waltz three over four that four means a quarter note right. so it's three one, notes two, three. per one two, exactly three. one two yeah exactly. mm-hmm. same kind of thing so three four is a waltz normally four four right. common time is our normal one two three Sean. four one Thank two you, three four. <laughs> um, now that's just so that's I am and that's pentameter now there are obviously many different meters across the board so you know there, uh, there's just there it can be one you know one meter per line there can be two three but four do you always have to read it like that or is that of just, course not. Oh, okay. It's just the poetry of it. You read it how it's read. It, it's that you. It's not that you, the way you read it. It's the way you write it. That's the difference. Okay. Do you see what I mean? So some of so if it's like so. So you're saying that it's written in a way that forces you to read it in that pentam or in that yes. that cadence. Yeah, that's that's literally what poetry is, pun intended. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying if if the poet if the poet does not get that uh, rhythm across, then they are a unsuccessful poet, or it is not poetry. Ooh. Well, it depends on the intention. Just bottle um, tinkering. It's, <laughs> no, this is literally literary. <laughs> literally um, literary. So, um, a, a poet when they're structuring the poem itself ought to have an understanding of what the meter is, but they you know, they may not. It's just a question of whether something sounds good. So, like the rhythm itself of something. So we'll go back through it, right? So we have an I am, which is unstressed, stressed. We have mm-hmm. a trochee, which is stressed, unstressed, right? Um, we but have what is a, that again? Sorry. Yeah, where, these, where do these words come from? What the fuck is trochee? Uh, I don't know where it comes from, but that's what it's describing. The stressed, unstressed thing. Gotcha. Right? So if I were to read something that's just like um, uh, beauty. This isn't like Latin beauty, or something. That right? Would... Beauty is a trochee. Oh, okay. Beauty. Yeah, right? Yeah. It's stress. Stressed, beauty. Yeah. Um, now, there are some ways that you can put beauty where it's beauty, but that's rare, right? Yeah, yeah. For the most part, you when you say beauty, you say beauty. Yeah. Um, uh, or if I said beautiful... Right? That's stressed, unstressed, stressed. That's an amphibrach. It's an okay. amphibrach. Stressed, unstressed, stressed is an amphibrach. Hmm. Um, then we have a dactyl, which is my favorite, which is unstressed, unstressed, <laughs> stressed. Da-da-da. Oh, God. Da-da-da. So, um, it's supposed uh, to be pleasant to listen yeah, to. Yeah, what the fuck is that bullshit? <laughs> it was a pterodactyl. It's a pterodactyl. <laughs> I got it. Guys. That's good. That's a dactyl. Um, so you're, you're, you're it was loving. dot, dot, dash? Your most like loved Morse lit- code? Sure. You're, not really, no, because dot, dot, dash is. is like short, short, long. Mm-hmm. It's not like that. It's unstressed, unstressed, stressed. That's, oh, there's a difference. Gotcha. Um, so, like your your beloved limerick that you always try to say is, is <laughs> a lot of dactyls, right? Um, there once was a man from Nantucket. Gotcha. Whose dick was so big he could suck it. Right, something like that. 
Uh, That's so stupid, but I laughed at it. That's great. So there once, right, is an I am, was a man, that's a dactyl, from Nantucket. Dun, 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 dun. And then I guess it's just the loose one. I'd have to look at it, actually. <laughs> that's another amphibrac at the end. I have to look at the actual. That's what's tough about it. I need to see it. Anyway. Um, okay. um, uh, so that's, am I missing one? I think that's all of them. Yeah. So there are I am Choki. A haiku, no. A haiku is just 575. I like haikus. Yeah, haikus are great. But there's no like cadence. You're forced to read a haiku in there. Uh, well, 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 there is. You just have to be wary of it. And you have to you know call... what the cadence is. I have a question, Ooh. Sean. Sure. I thought it just had to be 575. Like, well, that's, the, that's what makes it a haiku. But when you're structuring a haiku, you should take care as far as how it sounds, too. Mm. It doesn't have to be. But, I mean, you know, it's there. There isn't. there is less rhythm... Um, uh, there's there's less rhythm involved in the structuring of haiku. It's not as important as the five seven five. It's actually, if anything, not important at all. Yeah. What are you gonna say, Joey? Uh, I was gonna ask you, um, what would you call a poet in 144 characters? What, do I have a to twit? use 144? Would I say? What do you mean, like a like a Twitter poet? You mean? I was waiting. I was trying to tee you up for a, a Twitter twit? pun. Oh, so so Sean already nailed it. Yeah, I know. It's okay. I was giving, waiting you, giving you a chance. Sorry. <laughs> you know. So yeah, that was a lot of hype for nothing, guys. So yeah. right. sorry about that so, one. <laughs> um, does that answer your question as far as the as far as what iambic pentameter is? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Anyway, um, what was I trying to find? Oh yeah, the more Native, Native American Americans shit. in early early uh, American writing. Yeah, it yeah. was worth the digression. It wasn't really a digression at all. It was wait. this whole show is a digression. Yeah, actually, you're right. And we, although we're not waiting for pizza this time, we're waiting for a uh, a gentleman caller. Fancy mm-hmm. um, <laughs> gentleman caller. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, see, I feel like there's something before. But we have North American Indian Oratory Chief Powhatan at 1609. There was something that was from a th- oh no 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 the thousand was like old like um. That wasn't, yeah, it was the saga of Eric the Red from Anonymous. Oh, yeah, so yeah. it's like Viking literature, basically. Gotcha. Then we have Benjamin Franklin, hmm. The Way to Wealth. Hey, uh, and then please don't the mock remarks. the name of Benjamin Franklin. Uh, if, yeah. If there's anyone not to mock, it's that man. Mr. Syphilis Ridden, <laughs> the playa. Oh, excuse him playa. for having a taste for the females. Yeah, man. Pun intended. He's a f- uh, red blooded man. <laughs> Came from a great city. Mark. Yeah. Oh, yeah, where's he from? Oh, I don't know. Maybe the best city of all time, Philadelphia. <laughs> Native American literature. In in so for some reason, they're like they're relegating this all the way to the back. I don't know what's going on here. You um, don't put Ben Franklin in the back of the book. No, no, no not Ben Franklin. Oh. The, I'm trying to find the Native American one. Four or five. Okay. Damn right. Nobody puts Benny in a corner. Let's get you. You just couldn't fit him in the corner. <laughs> Damn. Um, he get stuck. Oh, these are all cheese and stuff. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, North American Indian Oratory. Um, okay, so there's the preface in it. Um, I guess we'll do a little bit of that stuff. Um, preface? Yeah, a little preface. The art of oratory was highly cultivated and refined by the Indians of North America. And many tribes, it was this, uh, I can't read things anymore. I'm a fucking microphone. He's currently fidgeting with this book. In many tribes, it was essential to leadership. Decisions of the tribal council usually had to be unanimous. Unanimous. I remember how to, I don't remember how to read words. And the authority of the leader was often as dependent upon the powers of persuasion as upon his prowess as a warrior. Since nearly all the surviving early Indian oratory was transcribed by whites, it is not surprising that a bulk of it is concerned with the Indian-white relations. What is surprising, how, what, is, what is surprising, given the history of those relations, is that so much of it is not only dignified and restrained, but also magnanimous. Even when Indian orators are protesting the enormous injustices, depictions, betrayals, and violence committed against their people, their tone is never shrill, accusatory, or self-pitying. Their case is consistently based on universal grounds, and their appeal is always to the nobler side of their antagonists. Interesting. It Hmm. keeps going, but um, I'll just read this last paragraph, actually. It has sometimes been countered that the eloquence and trenchancy of Indian oratory is attributed to the fact that the sympathetic whites, who transcribed it, wanted to put the Indian cause in its most attractive light. Mm. Fortunately, there are enough reliable translations of Indian oratory to leave leave little doubt as to the uh, articulateness of its practitioners. Nice. Uh, So we have Chief Powhatan, Chief Canasatego, Chief Logan... Also known as Wolverine. Weapon X. Chief, what did I say? 
Um, Chief, okay. Chief Pac. Okay, P-A-C-H-G-A-N-T-S-C-H-I-L-I-A-S. Chief Pachganchalias. 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 The listeners are loving this. Yeah. Uh, and then we have... This is oral candy. Chief, <laughs> Chief Tekimesh. Literally. So Literary. let's just go to the first one. Chief Padawan. Uh, Powhatan. Padawan? Powhatan. Is he a, a Star Jedi? Wars man. So then there's more kind of uh, explanation before. Told you it was about the wampus. Mm. Chief Powhatan presided over a confederacy of the Algonquin tribes that renamed the territory of Virginia and Maryland at the time of the first English settlement of Jamestown, 1607. The generally amicable nature of early relations between Indians and whites appeared to have been attributable to Powhatan's influence. His daughter, anybody? Pocahontas. Actually married John Rolfe, one of the settlers. After Powhatan's death, it wasn't however. John Smith? Nope. Hostilities Disney broke out to me? Yep. between the settlers and, <laughs> and the natives, during which the Indians began a 14-year war to exterminate the whites. The following speech was given by Powhatan in 1609 at Werocomico, Wero 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 which is in Gloucester County, and reported by John Smith. Glou maybe Gloucester County. Gloucester. Okay, I was right. Good. Gloucester. So here's the speech. <laughs> Why will you take by force what you may obtain by love? Why will you destroy us who supply you with food? What can get you by this war? We are unarmed and willing to give you what you ask if you come in a friendly manner. I am not so simple as to know it is better to eat good meat, sleep comfortably, <laughs> live quietly with my women and children, laugh and be merry with the English, and being their friends, trade for their copper and hatchets than to run away from them. Take away your guns and swords, the cause of all, your, of all our jealousy. Words? Relax. <laughs> words. words that begin with the letter S. Relax. <laughs> Take away your guns and swords, the cause of all our jealousy, or you may die in the same manner. Fuck, she pouted and fucking laid into them. They had swords? No, they had swords. <laughs> Oh, oh. <laughs> oh my god, there's so many. Okay, yeah, yeah. go ahead. Well, what do you got? Go ahead. No, 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 no. Have no. some fun with it. No, you should. No. What? No. Why are white people always such dicks? What? Oh. Go ahead. What are you? That's our nature. Tell yeah. me all the things you're thinking right now, Joey, so I can check this out. I just love all of your pronunciations of pretty much every word. So I just could go word by word and ask you how, why. Go ahead. Say, say go ahead. Let's go for it. No, no. I don't want to. It's going to be when a distraction. When I read the next one, we'll stop. It will go. <laughs> I don't want to. I'll, all right. Well, how about I'll read one that's less like important, I guess. Well, I don't know because these all seem whatever. I'm sure you'll fucking bust my balls at some point in this podcast. I just don't know where you're from. <laughs> <laughs> you have like four accents. <laughs> well, it's, it's all that time he spends in Shakespeare. Yeah. I am from four different places. <laughs> oh, okay. really there, there we go. Okay. I grew up in Jersey. I went to school in Ohio, and then I, you know, been out here in California, and. I don't detect any California. I don't, no? think, I don't think you have any bro-y, surfer -y, uh, right? I don't think so. Sean, Sean Fah? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think there's that, uh, that up-speak that we're all, uh, unfortunately, uh, uh, kind of... up-speak? Like, yeah. a little bit of a question? I'm going to counter that with my constant down-speak of... Debbie Downer? Yeah. Um, you want me to read uh, Chief Logan or Chief Kanasatego? Uh, uh, Weapon X. Chief Logan. In 1774, the colonial governor of Virginia, you have the con. <laughs> Lord Dunmore, called a council in an attempt to end an Indian war of revenge that had been provoked by white atrocities committed against the Mingos. Sounds about right. The Mingos constituted a band of friendly Iroquois who had inhabited the upper Ohio River Valley. Chief Logan's address to that council won him in the admiration of Thomas Jefferson, who wrote in his notes on the state of Virginia, I may challenge the whole orations... Um, of Demosthenes. 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 Whole orations of Demosthenes. Who the fuck is that? Uh, Greek general. Yeah, mm -hmm. makes sense. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Greek and general? Cicero. Oh, yeah. old school. I think yeah. he was one of the famous orators. Not a contemporary. Uh, and any more eminent orator, if Europe has furnished more uh, eminence to produce a single passage superior to the speech of Logan. So Thomas Jefferson's praise and dude, man. 
Uh, Logan reminded his white brothers that the senseless slaughter of all his living relatives had compelled him to try to balance the scales of justice by avenging their deaths. But having recently accomplished his revenge and slacked the anger, slacked his anger, Chief Logan declared that he was now prepared to embrace peace as eagerly as he had once sought retribution. Reasonable. All right. So, here's Chief Logan. Chief Wickham. I appeal, bub, to any white man to say, if ever he entered Logan's cabin hungry, and he gave him not meat. If ever he came, bub, cold and naked to... Fuck, I'm not... That's not even funny. <laughs> no, that's pretty good. I was trying to throw the bub in there for oh, like Wolverine. Okay. I enjoyed yeah, it. I oh. enjoyed it. During the course of the last long and bloody war, Logan remained idle in his cabin, an advocate for peace. Such was my love for the whites that was my countrymen pointed as they passed and said, uh -oh, take a turn. Logan is the friend of the white man. Uh-oh. I had even thought to have lived with you, but for the injustices of one man, Colonel Cressap, who last spring, in cold blood and unprovoked, murdered all the rel relations of Logan, not even, sp not even sparing my women and children. There runs not a drop of blood in the veins of any living creature. That's nice. There runs not a drop of my blood in the veins of any living creature. Hmm. This called on me for revenge. I have sought it. I have killed many. I have fully glutted my vengeance. <laughs> For my countrymen, I rejoice at the beams of peace. But do not harbor thought that mine is the joy of fear. Logan never felt fear. He will not turn on his heel to save his life. Who is there to mourn for Logan? No one. That's I, Logan for I, you. I think that is actually the uh, origin of uh, Wolverine. Must be. Can Must you imagine be. if a politician like Trump could ever say something like that? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, what happened to speeches <laughs> and speech writing and oration? It's become nothing. I have blood in every people. Like, there's a lot of blood all around. It's my huge. I mean, beautiful it's a, children. Yeah, my the blood best, is beautiful. I would bang my blood. Beautiful. All the blood <laughs> I, is beautiful on my children. I can children. hire the best people to get the best blood. The best <laughs> amount of things you could do is all me. All right. Um, let's By the way, do... he does not hire the best people. My God. His people are dumb. He fires all of his people. How could they be the best? They're constantly stupid. Okay, let's move on. Wrong show. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, Ebenezer Cook, that's fun. And there's all this. I want to read fucking Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. Ah, whatever. It's fine. There's a lot of poetry here and here anyway. Um, any? So what else would you like guys like me to read? I like the idea of all these great orators. Is there another great orator yeah, that you I mean, want to... Thomas Jefferson. There's fucking all this shit. We got Alexander Hamilton, I think, is in here a Did little Did you bit. ever study Cicero? I never got to really read any Cicero. Not really. But He's all, Roman, though, yeah? Oh, yeah, because all the Latin kids, like, we could have either taken French, Spanish, or Latin. All the Latin nerds would always be like, oh, we're studying Cicero. Yeah, right. I have his shit. I just never really, you okay. know... I'm not. I'm not a big history guy. All right, fuck Cicero. Sorry. No, I'm. Oh. No, I'm sure it's. I'm sure he's awesome. Guys. No, fuck. Oh him. no. To me, Cicero is just the uh, heavily Jewish neighborhood in Chicago. Oh. Yeah. That must have sounded funny when I was saying it. Yeah, that's why I was giggling. Do you mean to do some founding fathers? I also pronounce my O's very strange. Oh. I, I don't know how I do it. Don't mm -hmm. you know? <laughs> <laughs> all, all that time you spent in Minnesota. Oh yeah, I spent a, a couple couple weeks there. I, every time I try to do like a northern accent like that, I end up sounding Irish. Mm. <laughs> I do like a, it. Well, it's basically the same thing. I, it's yeah. similar. It's yeah, a I know. Bastardization or um, Gaelic. Do, so, do you want me to go back to like John Smith and all not. that shit? John Winthrop, William Bradford, all this bullshit. Or do you want me to go more um, founding father? We got Benny Frank, George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, John want, Adams. Can we go to a different book? Can we? Can we yeah, do something? Uh, let's, really we should finish this yeah. up. And then, let's close okay. this out with yeah. some Benny Franks. All right, yeah. Benny Franks? Sure. Yeah. I'm down. Is there one? The, uh, the, the C-note himself. The C-note himself? <laughs> Indeed. So from Benny Franklin, we have The Way to Wealth, which is a preface to Poor Richard. C, by the way. You know what that's from, but, you know? What? No. C is Roman for uh, Roman Oh, yeah, 100. For 100. Oh, got it. We have addressed to the public from the Pennsylvania Society for promoting the abolition of slavery and the relief of free Negroes unlawfully held in bondage. Then we have from information to those who would remove to America. We have remarks concerning the savages of North America. That Let's seems apropos. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, 358. Well, let me see if there's anything else that actually might be. No. Okay. That's I, the one. I think that's. No, I know. I just didn't know that <laughs> if there was another one like that that was, you know. Anyway, 358. Okay. It's vague and specific at the same time. Exactly. <laughs> Remarks concerning the savages of North America from 1784 uh, <laughs> as spoken by Benjamin Franklin, or perhaps written. It actually doesn't say. 
Savages, we call them, because their manners differ from ours, which we think the perfection of civility, they think the same of theirs. Perhaps, if we could examine the manners of different nations with impartiality, we should find no people so rude as to be without any rules of politeness, nor any so polite as to have some remains of rudeness. <laughs> the Indian men, when young, are hunters and warriors, when old, counselors. For all their government is by counsel of the sages. There is no force... There are no prisons, no offices to compel obedience or inflict punishment. Hence, they generally study oratory, the best speaker having the most influence. The Indian women till the ground, dress the food, nurse and bring up the children, and preserve and hand down to posterity the memory of public transactions. These employments of men and women are accounted natural and honorable. Having few artificial wants, they have abundance of leisure for improvement by conservation. No, con sorry. Improvement by conversation, our laborious manner of life compared with theirs, they esteem slavish and base, and the, and the learning on which we value ourselves, they regard, sorry, uh, they regard as frivolous and useless. An instance of this occurred in the Treaty of Lancaster, or Lancaster, actually a lot of Pennsylvania <laughs> people pronounce it as fucking Lancaster, did you know that? Uh, I yeah, I, actually, I, I usually hear the former, but that's okay. Me too. Most people say Lancaster, but I've met people from Lancaster, and they hmm. they've they've flogged me greatly. <laughs> you tell them that they're they actually flogged me, by the way. Like they came and just struck wow. me with balls. That's, that's, that's why. I mean, it's Lancaster. Uh, an instance of this occurred at the Treaty of Lancaster in Pennsylvania, uh, anno 1744, between the government of Virginia and the Six Nations. After the principal business was settled, the commissioners from Virginia acquainted the Indian, Indians by a speech that was, that was at their Williamsburg College with a fund for educating Indian youth, and that if the chiefs of the, six chiefs of the Six Nations would send down half a dozen of their sons to that college, the government would take care that they should as well provided for and instructed in all the learning of the white people. It is one of the Indian rules of politeness not to answer a public proposition the same day it was made. <clears throat> they think it would be treating it. A, they would be. Tr they think it would be treating it as a light matter, and that, that they show perfect sense, and that they show it respect by taking time to consider it as of a matter important. They therefore deferred their answer till the day following, when their speaker began by expressing the deep sense of kindness of the Virginia government and making them that offer. Quote, For we know, he says, that you highly esteem the kind of learning taught in those colleges, and that the maintenance of our young men while with you, would be very expensive to you. We are convinced, therefore, that you mean to do us good by your proposal, and we thank you heartily. But you, who are wise, must know that different nations have different conceptions of things, and you will therefore not take it amiss if our ideals of this kind of education happen not to be the same with yours. We have, some, we have had some experience of it, Several of our young people were formerly brought up uh, at our colleges in the northern provinces. They were instructed in all your sciences. But when they came back to us, they were bad runners, ignorant of every means of living in the woods, unable to bear either cold or hunger, knew neither how to build a cabin, take a deer, or kill his enemy, spoke <laughs> our language imperfectly, were therefore neither fit for hunters, warriors, nor counselors. They were totally good for nothing. <laughs> They were totally good for nothing. Yeah, now we're getting into we Trump are, territory. <laughs> we are, however, not the less obliged by your kind offer, though we decline accepting it. And to show our grateful sense of it, if the gentlemen of Virginia will send us a dozen of their sons, we will take great care of their education, instruct them in all we know, and make men of them, end <laughs> quote. Having frequent occasions to hold public councils, they have acquired great order and decency in conducting them. The old men sit in the, f in the foremost ranks, the warriors of the next, and the women and the children of the hindmost. The business of the women were to take exact notice of what passes and print of their memories, for they have no white, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, any other questions on this? Should I keep going like this, or are we just... No, I, yeah. oh, you can keep going. I liked it. I thought it was interesting. Yeah, no, I, you, you can't interrupt... Uh fucking Ben Franklin like they are the records of the council and they preserve tradition of the stipulations and treaties a hundred years back which when we compare with our writings we always find exact he that would speak rises the rest preserve a the rest observe a profound silence when he had finished and sits down they leave him five or six minutes to recollect that if he has omitted anything intended to say or has anything to add he may rise again and deliver it to interrupt another even in common conversation is reckoned highly indecent. How different this See? is from That's, the conduct of a... Don't, you stuff. don't interrupt me. <laughs> How different this How is. How indecent. Would you stop interrupting me? <laughs> 
How indifferent this is from the conduct of a polite British House of Commons, where scarce a day passes without some confusion that makes the speaker hoarse in calling to order. And how different from the mode of conversation in many polite companies of Europe, where, if you do not deliver your sentence with great rapidity, you are cut off in the middle of it by an impatient loquacity. What? Loquacy. <laughs> loquacity, sorry, of those you converse with and never suffer to finish it. The politeness of these savages in conversation is indeed carried to excess, since it does not permit them to contradict or deny the truth of what is asserted, asserted in their presence. By this means, they indeed avoid disputes, and then it becomes difficult to know their minds or what impressions you make upon them. The missionaries who have attempted to convert them to Christianity all complain, uh, all complain of this as one of the great difficulties of their missions. The <laughs> Indians hear so with sad. patience the truths of the gospel. <laughs> this is so fucking funny. The Indians hear with patience the truths of the gospels explained to them, and they give their usual tokens of assent and approbation. <laughs> you would think they is were truth convinced. in a quotation marks. <laughs> Assent and probation. You would think they were convinced. No such matter. It is mere civility. <laughs> That's brilliant. That is brilliant. <laughs> that is great. You, uh, I mean, you, if, if any politician spoke like that today, like, you, it's just unhurt. I, I don't even, I, I can't even fathom. Like, the idea of having people of that stature is just, um, you know, that's why we don't, are so uh, opposed to messing with the Constitution. Now, <laughs> what's interesting to me is that and we always think about Lincoln and think about the Gettysburg mm. Address as kind of like the best speech ever. But before Lincoln, before the Gettysburg Address, everyone was listening for like hours. Like speeches yeah. were like an hour and a half, like norm or more. Like Lincoln's address was like three minutes. Yeah, there was and just, like, did you listen to the uh, I think, yeah, yeah, stuff I was, you should know? I yeah. Think? I mean, to be honest, I've been obsessed with the Gettysburg Address for yeah. a while, but and I used to carry a copy in my wallet, kind of like he carried the Constitution. Do you still remember it? Not all of it. No, I don't Four want to. Four score and seven years ago, our fa- our forefathers. No, our fathers. fathers. Our fathers brought forth on this na- world a new nation. Continent. On this continent, a new nation conceived in, in liberty, liberty and dedicated to the proclamation that all proposition. men are proposition that all men are created equal. That's about all I got. I think. Yeah, I can't do anything. And we are now met on this. I don't know. Yeah, we met on this. We know we will not <laughs> consecrate. We will not hallow uh. this ground. Some shit like that. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's so many great I guess you quotes. Can look it, up and read it. It, it starts to trans- transfer into. Yeah, why don't, for me. why don't you want to do it? That'd be great. That'd sure. Be, that'd we'll be close great. it out this way. Yeah. Uh, but you were talking about. But it. anyway, it was supposedly the turning point. They talked about it in a podcast. But the, um, it was a turning point between like actual speech writing in general. And just to be honest, the, the way that we had antebellum, you know, before the Civil War speech writing that we had, it was more like what you were talking about with Franklin. Like they had, could speak for hours and hours yeah. and be entertaining because that was like the <laughs> form of entertainment. Yeah, that was your primetime talk show, essentially, the uh, going out and seeing the, the hangings and the speeches. But everything's getting more brief and more brief and more brief. Oh, well, yeah. I Brevity mean, is the soul of wit. What's that from? If Twitter has anything to say about it. I mean, it. I'm assuming it's Shakespeare. Yes. You know what play? Uh, I'll give you a hint. You have not quoted any other play. <laughs> Hamlet? Yeah. Wow, that's really you crazy. Have, you haven't quoted anything. Man, Hamlet's other really than Hamlet. the shit. Yeah. Hamlet is the sh- I'm telling you. Is that just the only Shakespeare you've read? Me? Yeah. No, I've read Othello. I've read Romeo and Juliet. I've played I, Othello. I've, but I just don't keep quoting this one. Mm-hmm. I've actually well, can never. Can you think really... of any quote from Othello? No, not really. Iago, you're a dick. Uh, no. <laughs> um, put thy money in thy purse is Iago. That's in Hamlet. Or, I mean, uh, it's in Othello. Um, <laughs> put thy money in thy purse. Yeah, that's, you know, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm cheating because that's in Ulysses. Um, Othello is just the poor man's go. Wow. That's good. <laughs> it's, it's a good joke. That's for like three people out there. But, you know, it's a good joke. Sorry. <laughs> Well, I got it. I actually played there's Go. The, there's in, the Nikolai copy and then there's the Hay copy. What the fuck is this shit? Sorry, just it, one of them is fine. Just because oh. there's a few different versions, so I just found a, a first website. <clears throat> so we have the Gettysburg Address, November nineteenth, eighteen sixty-three, as spoken by President Abraham Lincoln. Four score and se- actually, do I do like a high voice? Four yeah. score and seven years. <laughs> no, no, the don't Mickey do it historically <laughs> accurate. Your voice is better than Lincoln's. <laughs> Four score and seven years ago. Our fathers brought forth upon this continent a new nation conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal. Now we are engaged in a great civil war, testing whether that nation or any nation so conceived and so dedicated can long endure. We are met in a great battlefield of that war. We come to dedicate a portion of it 
as a final resting place for those who died here, that the nation might live, that we may, in all propriety, do. But in a larger sense, we cannot dedicate, we cannot consecrate, we cannot hallow this ground. The brave men, living and dead, who struggled here have hallowed it, far above our poor power to add or detract. The world will little note, nor long remember what we say here, while it can never forget what they did here. It is rather for us, the living, we here be dedicated to the great task remaining before us, that from these honored dead we take increased devotion to that cause for which they here gave the, the last full measure of devotion, that we here rightly that we here rightly resolve these dead shall not have died in vain, that the nation shall have a new birth of freedom, and that government of the people, by the people, for the people, shall not perish from the earth. Yeah, man. What does hallowed mean? Um, hallowed is to, to, to make holy, I think, in a sense. Oh, so okay. it's not like hallowed out, like they dug holes for their well, dead? Well, I actually think that that no. kind of is what it means in a way, but in a sense of, I, I see, that's what like I always thought Halloween? it meant, like hallowed. Yeah, yeah. That's like, what I sort of always thought it meant too. Yeah. But like, I think, I think hallowed is, has a slightly different connotation in that sense. Hmm. Um, actually, but I think it is, like, hallowed is like a whole, is hallowed essentially. But, uh, Okay, to hallow is to make holy or sacred, to, was, to okay. sanctify or consecrate, to venerate. So I was right. So it has nothing to do with holes. No. Um, I guess I could find the etymology. And, <laughs> etymology, <laughs> find out what the bugs meant. Yeah, what the bugs you were talking about. <laughs> Which also I is fitting, actually. I'm going to make that mistake maybe every time of, if I ever talk about that <laughs> word. As, so, yeah. um, although, as you know, as the worms, the what, worms eat us anyway. What do the, the donuts tell us? <laughs> the worms eat us in hollowed, hallowed ground. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Literally Literary. Hello, everybody. The pterodactyl. <laughs> oh, do the thing. Stop. Christ. Um, Can't even cut.